we are continuing with uh, the series in the book of Acts called uh, um, uh, Unstoppable. I nearly said Conquerors. Uh, Unstoppable. And we've been uh, going through the book of Acts um, uh, for some time now. And uh, um, if you've been following, we should be on this week. We are uh, Acts 16 to Acts 18. If you've been following uh, the, the reading um, uh, uh, pattern that we've been going through. It's from Acts 16 to Acts 18 this whole week. But today, I'm not going to go to Acts 16 and Acts 18. I'm going to go backwards. I'm going to go to Acts 1. And uh, we haven't been preaching according to what we've been reading, but we've been preaching and sharing according to uh, how the Holy Spirit has been leading us. And today's um, title is Unstopped by Rejection. Unstopped by rejection. If you all, if you've all read uh, Acts one, you um, how, can, how many people can uh, guess who I'm going to talk about today? Acts one. Anyone? Acts one. Who am I going to talk about? <laughs> Sorry, the Holy Spirit. That's correct. But there's some individual I'm going to talk about. Acts one. Okay, this is a person that most of us don't even know about. Uh, yes? Uh, not you're close, but way, way down. But this is a person we, we hardly ever think about or talk about or, or when we read, we just brush this individual aside. This is Acts 1, verse 15 to 26. Acts 1, verse 15 to 26. I will read. Acts uh, 1, verse 15 to 26, it says, In those days Peter stood up in the middle of the disciples, and the number of the names was about 120, and said, Brothers, it was necessary that this scripture should be fulfilled, which the Holy Spirit spoke before the mouth of David concerning Judas, who was guide to those who took Jesus. Who took Jesus. For he was numbered with us and received his portion in this ministry. Acts 18. Now this man obtained a field with the reward of his wickedness. So the, the, the 30 pieces of silver, uh, Judas had bought a piece of land. And, and um, so it's, it continues. And falling headlong, his, his body burst open and all his intestines gushed out. That's, um, okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, no, I won't comment. Um, it, it became known to everyone, verse 18, who lived in Jerusalem, that in, the, in their language that field was called Akadama, that is the field of blood. For it is written in the book of Psalms, let his habitation be made desolate, let no one dwell therein, and let another take his office. Of the men, therefore, who have accompanied, accompanied us uh, all the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, Beginning from the baptism of John to the day that he was received up from us, these one must become a witness with us of his resurrection. They put forward two, two Joseph called Basabas, who was also called Justice, and Matthias. They prayed and said, You Lord, you, you Lord who know the hearts of all men, show which one of these two you have chosen to take part in this ministry and apostleship from which Judas fell away, that he might go to his own place. 
they drew lots of uh, lots for for them and they the the lot fell on Matthias and he he was numbered with the 11 apostles how many people have ever been to an interview uh, or, or an audition or you've gone for tryouts uh, the, the one thing that um, you, you always make sure is that you are presentable. You're presentable, firstly, in your appearance, in your, the way you appear, in your dressing, in your, the way you are groomed up. The, the second thing, you make sure that you are presentable in, uh, in time management. You, you want to make sure that you, you, you communicate that you value the, the other person's time. The third thing that you, you, uh, you are presentable in is you're presentable in confidence. You walk confidently and you shake the person's hand confidently and you speak confidently. You do all those things, you put yourself under such, um, um, uh, maybe you're not, that's not your, that's not what you commonly uh, or normally do. So you put yourself under such strain so that you are successful. No one goes to an interview to fail. No one goes to an interview not to be successful. No one goes to an interview to say to themselves, hey, I just went to an interview just to see how it, how it would go. We all go to an interview or audition so that we get the part, we get the position. And I believe that when Basibus and Matthias both sat there and had been chosen by the congregation to take the position of Judas, they both wanted the same position. They both wanted that position. But something happened. The, the, the one thing that we, I, I commend these two for is that they went for a position where, the, uh, where they knew that the former had committed suicide. How many people would take a job where you know somebody has just committed suicide? You would actually think that that job is hard or the, the employer is very demanding and hard. But these two, their character showed that they were very courageous and they were very bold. So in, in, their, in their CV, they could have written that we are bold and courageous. The second thing is that they had for, for, the, for the CVs to be fulfilled, uh, to, fill, to fill that the credentials of, of that office, they had to have been there from the day Jesus Christ was baptized uh, by John the Baptist all the way to the day that he ascended to heaven. So these guys were faithful. For three years and 40 days, they were faithful. They followed Jesus. They were disciples of D Jesus, and they were taught of Jesus. So these guys, they met all, they, 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 they met all the, 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 ticked all the boxes for them to, to get that position. And as they sat there, I always wonder, why didn't Jesus decide who the 12th disciple would be, the replacement disciple would be? In the 40 days after the, the resurrection, Jesus was with the disciples, but he never chose who the 12th disciple was. He just left. He left it to the disciples to choose who the 12th disciple was. Oh, in God's, in God's wisdom, why didn't God make, it, make sure that it was only one person who would get that position? Maybe uh, Basibus would have only come in after, uh, a week after Jesus had been baptized, so he would not meet the credential of being the 12th disciple. And only Matthias would be the only person but God made it that two people 
stand for that position. I cannot, I do not really know why, but the, the, the thing is, one of them left home, left that place feeling rejected. The, the choosing of the, the 12th disciple was an open, it was an open and public and immediate uh, choice. There was no jostling for, for votes. There was no gathering uh, supporters. There was no backroom manipulation. There was no um, uh, checking the, the, the merits of the two disciples. It was just an open, public, and immediate um, uh, choice through a, a choice of lots. And the thing that's strange about this choice is not that Barsabas didn't get the position. The thing that's really terrible and shocking about this is that Barsabas was rejected by God. Barsabas was rejected by God. He was not rejected by the apostles. He was not rejected by the congregation. He was rejected by a system called the casting of lots, which God used to select which disciple it was. Many people have said, no, we, um, the, 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 that system was not the best system to use because they could have waited for the Holy Spirit. But if that system was not the best system to use, then when the Holy Spirit came, they could have easily changed and said, no, Matthias, you're actually not supposed to be the one. It's meant to be Barsabas. But God stuck with that system. Matthias would go on to become the 12th disciple. And him becoming the 12th disciple, what that meant was on the foundation of heaven in Jerusalem, his name would be written for all eternity. But the name of Barsabas would be actually eclipsed by a murderer called Barabbas. It would be eclipsed by a man called the son of encouragement, a man called Barnabas. If you ask anyone, do you know who Barsabas is? They'll say, oh, he's a, that murderer. Oh, oh, he's the son of encouragement. No one really knows who Barsabas is, but he is known as the one who was not chosen. And what's the point of this message? The point of this message is this. Barsabas code justice is just us. Barsabas code justice is just us. He is every person who has ever been rejected. You've been turned away. You've been turned down or, or, or looked, uh, look, uh, they've never looked at you. He's the perpetual person who runs for a position, but he's never chosen. He's the one who, who, who also, we say he also ran, or he also went for that interview. The guy who lifts up his hand, and his, his hand is never chosen. Or the suggestion that is made, and the suggestion is never implemented. And I wonder how Basibas on that very day, how he responded. Did he respond in, uh, in bitterness? Did he respond in hatred? Was his response um, or, or, uh, based on the, did he find uh, solace in, in his, his uh, supporters coming to him and saying, hey, Basibas, the system of lots, it doesn't work. You were cheated. Just like some, some opposition party uh, guy who's always been cheated. Anyway. Um, what was, did, he encourage, or did he get encouragement uh, from his supporters? Or he, he, he went up to Matthias and said to him, congratulations. Or he was a gracious 
he was gracious in defeat. Or you wondered, why did God choose Matthias over me? Why did God choose Matthias over me? You see, friends, rejection has a, has a cascading or rejection can cause a cascade, a cascade of emotional and cognitive consequences where an individual is, ends up getting stopped or stifled. You end up not doing what you are supposed or what you dream of doing. When you are rejected, you end up becoming stoppable. You are stopped on your tracks. You are no longer able to achieve the very thing that you want because of rejection. When you're rejected from that interview, you, 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 you go wondering, am, am I fit for that position? Maybe I should look for a lower position because you've been rejected. That is the problem with rejection. And as we look at this individual called Basibus from Scripture, we will see four things about, uh, from Scripture that will help us uh, through rejection. The first thing is this, though not chosen, chosen of God. Though not chosen, chosen of God. Basibus would never be uh, numbered in the 12th, but he was still numbered in the 120. He was still a saint. He may not have been an apostle, you are still a saint. On the day of Pentecost, 120 people received the Holy Spirit, not 119. He was still a saint. Ephesians 1 verse 4 says, uh, He has chosen us before the foundation. He chose us before the foundations of the world so that we may become holy and blameless before Him in love. So you and I are chosen. We are accepted by God just because you are not chosen for a function or a position does not mean you are not in the family of God. We need to separate those two. And when we need to realize that there was a great exchange on the, on, on, uh, on the day of when Jesus was crucified. When Jesus was crucified, he said, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why have you rejected me? That is the first time Jesus ever called God, God. Because he always called him my father. And he called him God because at that very moment, in your position, there was a clear separation between him and God the Father. There was no relationship anymore. So that you take the place of Jesus Christ and you have a relationship. And through the Holy Spirit, you can cry out, Abba, Father, Father, Father. That's what you can cry out. So though you were not, though Basibus was not chosen, he was still chosen of God. In Isaiah 53 verse 3, can we just turn there? Isaiah 53 verse 3. Isaiah 53 verse 3 says, He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrow and familiar with suffering, and we esteemed him not. Jesus knows how to deal with rejection because he was rejected. In John 1 verse 11 to 12, it says, He came to his own and his own received him not. He came to his own. He came to the Jews and they received him not. 
Yet to all who have received him, to those who have believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. You are chosen. Despite the rejection that you may go through in life, you are chosen. We are not defined by function, but we are defined by relation. You are not defined by function, but you are defined by relation. So it is important for you just because you, to, for you to understand that because you have been uh, rejected from a position does not mean you have been rejected from a relationship with God. The second part is this. Uh, all are not apostles, are they? All are not apostles, are they? 1 Corinthians uh, 12 verse 29 to 30 says, Are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, are all miracle workers? Not all are prophets. Not all can fill the same function. Haven't you ever wondered why Jesus, why God did not say, okay, since there are two of you, we'll say 13 apostles. Since there are two of you and you both meet the qualifications, no, we'll just make it 13 apostles. But the reason why God just stuck to 12 is because God is a very orderly God. And the reason why there were 12 apostles is that Jesus said to, to the apostles, you 12 will judge the nation of Israel. That's the first reason why there had to be 12. And the reason why there were 12 apostles is that on the foundation of Jerusalem, there are 12 names. There is not 13 foundations. There are 12 names that are written there. So God had to stick with the 12. And unfortunately, Barsabas had to be cut out. Which means that in the kingdom of God, there is absolutely no room for rivalry. There is no room for competition. There is no room for jealousy. There is no room for envy. There is just room for complimenting each other. We, are, we ought to be people that complement each other. No matter which position you hold, whether you are, uh, let's take for us uh, on, on, on Sunday, whether you are on tea duty, you are complementing another function in the body. There is no lesser function in the body of Christ. The eye cannot say to the hand, I do not need, I do not have any need of you. The day a stone goes into the eye, the eye cries, I have need for you. Because please take out that stone. And all of us have need for each other. There is absolutely no room for backbiting and fighting each other. And I'll just give you a quick example. When we fight, uh, when we fight each other, just like Paul, who came against uh, the, 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 the church of God, God said two things. He dropped, God did two things. He dropped him off a donkey. A donkey is a stubborn animal. And when you fight against a, 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 another brother, that means you are very stubborn. That means you are very stubborn and God is going to drop you off that donkey. The second thing that God did is say it is hard to cook, kick against the pricks. And I've always laughed at that. It means that you and I are pricks. That's what God said. It is hard to kick against the pricks to Paul, to Saul at that time. It is very hard. It reminds me uh, growing up. When you would walk on the, uh, on the street and you're coming from school and you happen to see a soccer ball, a plastic soccer ball on the road, never kick it. Never, ever kick that ball because you'll be limping go, uh, on your way home. 
Why? When you kick that ball, there is a stone inside that ball. Kids would normally do that. They would put a stone and wrap the ball, and then you kick it and you are injured. And that is how it is. <laughs> and that is how it is. When you and I fight against each other, we are not, I am not fighting you. I am fighting something behind you or inside of you. I, I do not know what I am fighting, but I am fighting somebody inside of you. That's what we always have to remember. The, the third point is this. Rejoice with those who rejoice. I honestly believe Barsabas went up to Matthias and congratulated Matthias. Romans 12 verse 15 says, rejoice with those who rejoice. It is important for you and I to rejoice with those who rejoice. To celebrate what God is doing in their lives. The reason why we rejoice is because when God is doing something in Paul's life, I know God is about to do it probably in my life. Because I'm seeing, he's a testimony. And all of us need testimonies in our lives. The Bible says that they overcame him by, by the word of their testimony and by the blood of the Lamb. So when I see what God is doing in another person's life, I should rejoice. And that way the church is unstoppable. The fourth part is this. Excel still more. Not excel still. No, excel still more. You see, Barsabas was never rejected as a Christian. I cannot tell you the real reason why Barsabas was rejected. But he was never rejected as a Christian. But the two things uh, that I can definitely tell you is that God shows no favoritism. In God's selection, there is absolutely no favoritism. God did not favor Matthias over Barsabas. He just looked at the purpose of the kingdom and said, Matthias is worthy of that position. There is absolutely no favoritism with God. The second thing that I, I, I would like to say is that um, though Matthias uh, Basibus was never selected, it never changed anything about his life. Never changed. Because each one of us have got gifts in our lives or talents that God has given us. And if we don't use those talents, if Barsabas had said to himself, I will not follow God anymore and just booked out, that gift was going to rot. Or he would have been like that servant who took that gift and put it underground. And when God came to him and said, have you multiplied the talent that I gave you? He says, you are a hard master. You are a wicked master. You, you, you reap where you have not sown. That's what he said. So it is important for us to understand that we are, you and I, or everyone, every person in this room is gifted. And Barsabas was gifted. And for you to find your gifting, it is important to, for you to find your gaps. What do I mean that, by, by, by that? It's for you to find your calling in life, find your gaps. It's an acronym. It stands for giftings, abilities, potentials, and strengths. Find your gaps. So if you see that on, a, for example, Sunday meeting, the, there is a gap in tea service, get in there. Then your gift will come out. 
or you see at work there, there's, there's, there's something that normally bugs you. Get in there and you'll see your gift at work. So, Barsabas had a gifting. Though he had not been chosen by God, he still had a gifting. He still had a gifting. And our mission is that in, in life should be, should, should be um, to, to find maximum yield in wherever or whatever gift God has given us. We should find maximum yield for the kingdom of God. That is our mission in life. And yes, rejection does suck. It does suck. It, it, is, it is not nice when you're rejected. But the one thing that we, we always have to understand is that sometimes when you are rejected, it's just a, a journey or a journey through life where God is inviting you to, to experience more and discover more things. That is all it is. It is just to experience something else and to discover something else. And we ought to understand that our spiritual life, our spiritual life is, is, it does not consist of being set free from something, but being set free for something. Could it be that when God selected Matthias, God was setting Barsabas free for something? Just because you are rejected does not mean you have, you, uh, that, that it does not mean that you, you are not being set free for something. We should always look at that. God is setting me free for something else. And as we go through spiritual, our spiritual journey, it is important for us to understand that it, 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 we, we ought to transcend and also um, to, to, to grab hold of uh, moment, moments when, when, uh, when things are hard or we've gone through hurtful moments and turn them around to pivotal moments in our lives that, that, are, that, that, that are full of life and, uh, and, and uh, have set us free. And we ought to be like that. As, as I thought about this, I realized that there's one animal that seems never to struggle. No matter what, it, what conditions it goes, a bird that never seems to struggle. And that bird is an eagle. An eagle uses what's called convectional uh, current. When, 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 if you, you never see an eagle struggling to, to fly and, uh, and it's always uh, flapping its wings. What an eagle does is it uses the thermal wind just to glide through. And, when, and that's how we ought to be. When we face rejection, we just glide through it. We ought to go and just glide through life. The Bible says this in John 3 verse 8. It says, the wind blows where it wants to, and you hear its sound, but don't know where it comes from and where it is going. So is everyone born of the Spirit. The one time you think I've been rejected, I have not been rejected. I've just been redirected. Rejection is redirection. Just because I have, it seems like I've just been rejected here, God is redirecting me to something else. And that is how we should redefine rejection as redirection. So what really, what happened to Barsabas? What really ever happened to Barsabas? Well, Barsabas, um, the story goes on, it says he went on to become the overseer of this city, which I can't pronounce. 
that city. I can't pronounce it. He went on to become the overseer or bishop of that city. And if we understand what an overseer is, he's somebody who oversees a number of churches. So this city was a very popular city in Rome. And it's called the city of the free. And it's amazing that it's called the city of the free. And Basibus goes on to be the bishop or the overseer of the city of the free. And to, to talk more about his life, he went on to be martyred just like all the other apostles. He was killed just like all the other apostles. He went on to be unstoppable. He was not defined by one moment in life, but he went on to become a bishop in the city of the free. And I wonder what he would say to us if he was talking to us today. If we were to ask him, how did you deal with rejection? He will probably say to you, justice, just look at yourself, how you deal with rejection. Look at how you deal with re rejection. Do you get up and go for it? Don't look at me. Because he went on to do great things. But how do you deal with rejection? Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks and praise. We, we know, Father God, that uh, rejection is something that is really not nice. But Father God, today let us have hearts that say, Father, we are re redirecting our lives that through rejection, you are redirecting our lives. Father God, re rejection here, Father, I do not know who I'm speaking to, but Father God, I thank you in the name of Jesus that though we have been re re uh, rejected in relationships or in careers, but Father God, we thank you in the name of Jesus Christ that you have, you have redirect redirected our lives for something even more than we ever thought. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus Christ that as we open up our eyes and realize that rejection is just redirection, we will, we will see doors open. We will see the doors that you have already opened in our lives. And Father, you, you will see doors, whether it is in relationships, Father, or in a job, Father God. We thank you that you will show us your plan and your purpose. In the name of Jesus Christ, I thank you. Amen.